Idaho Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. Harry <laughs> <laughs> Rice, Stacy Grace, Jimmy Medlin, Coach Mike Ray, Cuba Lacker, Bobby York, TJ, and the Moose. Jim Drury, Richard Dixon, Lawson, Gaither, Dennis Dixon, Delvin, Cessna, Kelvin, Cessna, Six-Gun, Billy. It's the old school Red Hill podcast and world history of everything Bridgeport and Red Hill High School. Rosie Gray, Jimmy Worth, Jim Baker, Sports and Spurs, Jody Bone, Bob Bagby, and the Lions Jamboree. Wrestling team getting lean, Susan Ride, Hoops Queen, Dennis Bowser, Tank Farm, J.D. Tavern, Bobby D. The Old School Radio Podcast is hosted by Gary Emmons, David King, Chip Jamerson, and Brian Emmons. And you have tuned in to another episode, and we are proud and glad to have you here. Sponsored, of course, by Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, Andrew's Insurance Agency, and People State Bank. How are you guys? Chip and Gary on hand tonight. Dave is on assignment. Well, happy happy fair week to everyone back in Lawrence County. It's Lawrence County 4-H Fair Week. I may be one of the only people, and feel free to comment on the uh, Facebook link, but um, that's never been to a Lawrence County 4-H Fair or to Old Settlers Days. I've never been to either one of those. Oh, Old Settlers Days I'm never getting to because that's been oh. gone for a while. But um, Oh, they don't do that anymore? No. Nah, yeah. yeah. That's really I, fun. A little bit shocking, but I, I've only been to the Queen Coronation – I believe it was in 1991 when Kelly Andrews was your winner. I think that's the only thing I've ever been to at the 4-H fair. So sorry, 4-Hers. I've definitely been to the 4-H fair. I've been to Settlers Days. In fact, I won needle in the haystack one time one year. Oh, my. I remember the the greased pole was like a big thing. There would always be pictures in the paper of that. It'd be probably some the guys that were good at the pegboard and so forth, and PE would be good at that. Who just went through my head, and I don't know if it's the right Holfacker, but I think it was Todd Holfacker. I better see him shimmy up. That oh, yeah. I'm they, yeah, those guys would all be good at that. <laughs> Jeremy Jackman. Yes. <laughs> Johnny Ulrich. I don't know that I was ever at Old Settlers Days. Definitely at the 4-H Fair, but I don't know. Wow. Um, so tonight we got a fun show. Um, we are kind of just kicked around a bunch of topics, and, and we'll just go ahead and Dave, or let you know what we're going to do for the next few weeks or next few shows here. Tonight, we're going to talk about quarterbacks as we enter football season, and we're going to discuss the signal callers from 1973 to 1978. And then in our next show, we're going to do the quarterbacks from 1979 to 1984. And uh, then after that, we're going to cover the 1995 football season, which you guys are, are you're excited about that episode. You kind of started doing some research already. Yeah, very underrated team. Yes, very good. We, we don't want to spoil anything, so we're gonna, just going to leave it be that. Yeah. But that was, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. So we're going to talk about 95 football season, and then we're going to do another school year. After that, we're going to take a look at the 1977-78 school year. So that's our that's our next few shows yeah. coming. So you'll up. get a little taste of that school year this year on this episode. And I think when we were researching these 70s how much good stuff there was back in that decade. So we haven't done a school year from there for a while. So we will definitely 77, 78, looking forward to that. So um, Gary, you were a quarterback. Talk to yeah. us about the position at the high school level. Well, I think it's, it's kind of the it's fun. I, it's like, it was fun for me to go back at least for the couple of years that I took to look to see who, 
the predecessors were. And it's like a little fraternity of, of, uh, of, of some sort. So, uh, yeah, of course, I'm sure the, the dog hogs out there are upset the quarterbacks are getting all the glory again. But, you know, hey, Chip's one of the dog hogs. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of them. Hey, so. most important position in sports, the, the quarterback. So we yeah. we definitely want to start with this position. If you don't, But if you don't have a line, things can get real difficult. And I'd say there's a few Red Hill quarterbacks that can that can definitely can talk about that. things. Maybe, get, yeah, maybe, uh, probably some of the difficult. guys in the show, if we had them on, would. <laughs> I don't know anything about the lines, but – I know the records of those teams, so yeah. line play may have had something to do with it. I well, but, we had a, a good team in here, so maybe one or two good teams in this. Um, we had some yes teams with not great records in this episode. I was on two um, teams yeah. that didn't have great <laughs> records. Um, so Chip's going to start us off with seventy-three. But first, let's play a sponsor roulette. Who wants to pick? Go ahead, Chip. Well, I'm going to guess that Gray's Restaurant is sitting in spot four this week. Okay, we're going to find out. I'm going to hit the number four button, and we'll hear from our sponsor, and then we'll get started with 1973, and who was the quarterback then? For over 75 years, one family has been cooking fantastic dinners for your family. I know every time we had relatives into town, that's where we went. I know when... There was a special occasion and we all wanted to go out to eat. We went to Gray's Restaurant. Started off with Ralph all the way back 75 years ago. And Todd and Becky have run the show. And now the boys are doing their thing. And I tell you what, it's just as good as it ever was. Great steaks, catfish, cheeseburgers, tenderloins, you name it. They've got lunch specials every day. Those great beef Manhattans in August every single Wednesday. All kind of neat things. Chicken and noodles, country fried steaks on there one day. There's a bacon cheeseburger one day. Just check out the Facebook page. They got a calendar there. Shows you what the special is every single day. They're open 1030 a.m. to 9 p.m. You can pick it up at the window, 945-9501. But you know the thing to do at Gray's. Go in, have a cold drink, sit down. You're going to see some people that you know. Maybe see some people you haven't seen in a while. That's the great thing about having a hometown restaurant that treats you right. Gray's Restaurant does just that. They serve good food and cold drinks to go with it. 945-9501. They're at 955 East State Street in Bridgeport. Let the Gray family cook for your family today. All right. Chip Jamerson, lead us off. Who in the heck was the quarterback in 1973? Well, and the reason we're starting with 1973, this was the first year for Red Hill High School, which that's a school year we'll need to do sometime, 73-74. So the consolidation has happened. So the first Uh, Red Hill quarterback. First Red Hill quarterback. And there were some Sumner kids on this team. First time Sumner kids had ever played high school football um, because they did not have that at Sumner. About eight kids from Sumner were on this team. And we also, well, I'll get to, I'll get to, everybody's wanted to know the quarterback. And it's, hey, we started off with a bang. We've talked about him many times. One of the all-time greats at Red Hill. We only got one year at Red Hill High School, but great for his three years at Bridgeport Township High School as well. And, of course, after leaving Red Hill, Doug Hardacre. All right. Num- number eight was your quarterback, great all-around athlete. Of course, excelled on the basketball floor, on the baseball field. 
eventually became one of the best tennis players in the area. Great golfer. Uh, really one of those guys, whatever sport he decided to do, he's going to be good at it. And so Doug Hardaker, he's definitely the type, if it's the most important position in sport on the football field, he's the guy you want under center. His third year at quarterback for he um, played at Bridgeport two years at Bridgeport. And then, so his third year as a starting quarterback and another, and it's the return of coach Huff. So Huff had been the Bill Huff had been the coach in the sixties, went down to Mount Vernon, Indi- Indiana for like a four or five year stint. And with the consolidation, he's back in Bridgeport. They lured him back in. And did I know that? We talked about it on the pod have, before I know. Uh, then I knew that. <laughs> yeah. So who was the coach before? Uh, that's a good question. Well, I may have a little. I don't know if this what years it was. I was shocked to see when I next when we talk about uh, 1974 <laughs> that it mentioned that Roy Dillard had been head coach of Bridgeport for a couple of years. So okay, I, so I, he kind of maybe filled in that gap there I, I, somewhere I, in there. I, I did. And not I didn't know that, that either. <laughs> I'm learning yeah. new things already, <laughs> and that's, that's why we're we, doing this. That's what we hope. This, yeah, we, we're reliving the history, but hopefully to teach you some new things because we learn during the research, learn something new every every broadcast. And from every, every what everything I've seen, Doug's doing much better. Had a little health scare here recently, and uh, I, I think doing much better. Yeah, and as he continues to get his strength back, we'd we'd love to. We've always talked about wanting to get him on the show. So once he's ready. Doug, if you're listening, yeah, we'd love to have you on. When you're ready, you get in contact with us, and um, we'll definitely get you. Uh, there's, you know, there's a couple different shows we could have you a part of. You might become a, a regular around here. Yeah. But And maybe, um, I don't know, I can't think of me off the top of my head, would eventually become the first father-son to be quarterbacks for Red Hill. His son, Todd, was the quarterback in the 94 team, and – course Doug in 73 so maybe the only there's obviously been father sons that played other positions you know mm. you got the more Stacy and Drew a receiver and a running back but I don't know if we've ever had Harold, a father son duo both be quarterbacks at Red Hill I'm guessing it's the only one Harold but Tucker Richard York I don't think either one of them played quarterback and Cubby Wagner and his and Cody his kid they were both like fullbacks uh, running yeah. backs so that's uh, yeah. Jim Allen never played quarterback at Red Hill. <laughs> nope. Nope. Marvin it's Emmons a, never played. Marvin Emmons didn't for sure. Yeah. And, that's a good point. He might. Yeah. Be. So a little, a little trivia there. Remember that that might come up in a trivia question in a future Ooh, uh, game that we have here. Who is the heartacre? So I can already hear myself <laughs> ringing in and saying that. Looks like our backup this season is going to be junior Brent Gray. Oh, okay. Like, like Brent. Brent Gray grew up there on Gray Street, pretty sure. Um, oh, that might be why they got that name. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so we opened up. This, I don't have a lot of information. It was a big win. We opened. I think it was a forty-six to six win. They opened up with Palestine, but unfortunately, there was no Sun commercial um, available. The September 9th one or whatever is there's not. It just didn't. I don't know. The microfilm must have. Well, I ran into that. To I ran into the same thing. The following year so something happened with the september uh yeah so i don't have the the full stats and this good point uh just a good time while we're just talking about daily record and papers thank you again to the estate of dick poppy for putting those newspapers up on the in the lawrence county library that 
it helped create this show. It did help create this show. And thank you to Bill Richardson for turning us on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but unfortunately the, the Lawrence County library site was down today. So I was not able to use that as a backup to go find information, but it was a big win. And I'm sure Hardacre had a big game. Um, he was a dual threat quarterback. He could run, run and throw no surprise there. And, but Red Hill got off to a one and no start and that, uh, non-conference win against Palestine. Palestine was new to the schedule and good way to start the season. So let's get into week two. I'm just going to, I may go week by week. I may just kind of do a, kind of put it all together, but I'll just kind of go through my notes here. Um, Danny Brooks, Dan Brooks, John Brooks' son had a huge game against Palestine. Um, around 150 yards rushing, I think I saw, and scored three touchdowns and a two-point conversion, I believe. But he's injured for this game. He was injured, then he got the flu. So we do not have Dan Brooks for week two. So what they're going to do, they're going to move Doug Hardacre to running back, and Brent Gray comes in at quarterback. I was not expecting this. I thought Doug would go through the whole nine games starting every game. But to kind of mix things up a little bit, um, Coach Huff did mention that Gray – well, he's going to mention that a little bit later, but um, so Gray's a, a good a good throwing quarterback, so it's going to give that improves your running game a little bit. We're filling where Dan Brooks went with Doug Hardiger back there, and you've got a good throwing quarterback with Brent Gray. It was a loss that that game. I don't have all the exact scores. I didn't go too in depth on games because we'll do that whenever we do, we the, do the school, school year. year the, right. So I guess that I'm kind of looking for a storyline from each game, and that was the Brooks injury. First, we're one and one now, and the Brent Gray moved to quarterback. Um, week three, I think Brooks is still out, but we've decided to move Hardacre back to quarterback. Um, we're playing Salem, so the schedule was pretty much the same. Um, Fairfield for many years was our first game, so we kind of conference-wise, it's the same order. Everybody kind of moved down a slot with uh, Palestine being opening us up, but. Um, Lost to Salem, but Hardacre did throw a 59-yard touchdown pass to Allen Gray that game. So, you know, maybe a little motivation. Hardacre sees in the paper what a great throwing quarterback Brent Gray is. Hardacre gets back under center and throws a 59-yard bomb to Allen Gray. So, um, so Red Hills one and two, and then week four we played Salem. I think you all know who's who's coming up after Salem. Yes. Uh, yeah, Mount Carmel Golden Aces. Um, this was an odd-numbered year, so that means we would be playing at Bridgeport. Odd-numbered years are at Bridgeport. Even-numbered years are in Mount Carmel. and But another quarterback, a big loss to Salem, another quarterback switch. This was the one where Huff oh, wow. was quoted that I guess that's, that Gray was the more of the throwing quarterback right after the Hardacre 59-yard touchdown pass. But I think Alan Gray got a lot of those 59 yards um, on that. So, uh we're going into Mount Carmel. Um, Huff thinks we're going to have to throw the ball to, to keep up with them. So the, move Brent Gray there. Dan Brooks still not 100%. I mean, this, the flu bug and an injury, those two things compounded, really kind of hurt his season a lot. So let's see. Now, when I look back at the article, though, it seems like at some point in the game, either Hardacre ended up starting, so maybe the newspaper was, maybe we're trying to throw off the Mount Carmel oh, uh, through the media, we're letting them know we're switching quarterbacks, because all the quarterbacks that seemed to go to Doug Hardacre in that game, um, we played with Mount Carmel, 28-8 to eight loss, so um, let's see, another big 
touchdown pass, 66-yard touchdown um, pass to Jim Buchanan with 58 seconds to go in the game. So it was 28 to zero, and then we scored there in the last minute of the game. And then a two-point conversion pass to Jeff Carell, both from Hardacre. Uh, they did a the sports writer did an excellent job describing Doug Hardacre's 66 yard touchdown pass to Jim Buchanan. So please let me share that with you. Hardacre rolled to the right, broke two tackles, scrambled to his left when he spotted his receiver up open near midfield. Buchanan snared the pass and scampered unmolested into the end zone. So, yeah, big, big time play there against the Mount Carmel Golden Age. Hey, you play them to a 20 point game. I think because they were good back then, they got a little better as the decade went on. But I think that's showing people that, okay, this consolidation thing, adding these Sumner kids, this there could be something good here yeah. at Red Hill. Just um, So we're one and three right now, but Fairfield, Salem, Mount Carmel is very difficult. And then back in those days, Carmi was just was they were good all year. Yeah, they were good every year. Yeah, they were probably better than Salem back in those days. So you got to follow up Mount Carmel with Carmi. I know when we got into high school, they would always beat us, but it always seemed like it was all okay. We're done with Salem Mount Carmel. This game we can maybe play with with Carmi in this game. Um, and it, they played them close. It was they were shut out six to nothing um to the bulldogs uh hardacre went three for nine for 72 yards um and but he also had but we only ran for 33 yards so we're not like i say the dan brooks the various injuries things they haven't recovered from that yet i know they tried some things i know glenn grismer they moved him from the line to the backfield to um but just we're, we're we're just trying anything right now to get yeah. the running game going. Um, so, I mean, I think that's the question. Are we going to need to move Hardacre to quarterback? Go ahead and get our junior Brent Gray, um, our Hardacre running back, get Brent Gray to, to, to quarterback. We'll see. Now, we're so we're one and four right now. Who do you go to mid to late season when you're struggling – to get out of the NEC, who do you think is coming up on the schedule next? We got to be going to Albion. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's when you're struggling. <laughs> you've lost several in a row. That Edwards County game is always strategically played straight there. Always, a, played, always, the, <laughs> always a, the the get well factor. But this, yeah, this was at Albion though. Your year, Chip. Yes, at Albion. Um, they think they were one. They were one and four. Also. So we're going to go for our second win, both out of conference, but we took a 14-12 loss down to Albion. So this is oh. this is the point of the season where it starts getting a little scary. You had um, two wins is kind of the, sometimes the high water mark. And if you don't get that second non-conference win, now you got to win a conference game yeah. to get that second win. You, I was always all for staying in the NEC and still am. I was completely against leaving the NEC, but these are kind of things where you can see why the people that wanted out of the NEC, even back then, right? Uh, there were lots of Owen, um, Owen seven conference seasons um, or one in six conference seasons over the whole span yeah. since from when Red Hill started. So these are, de- um, you know, definitely the reason why. So in this game, 14, 12 loss, Hardacre did have two touchdown passes. So I had the question, do we need to move Hardacre away from putting him back at running back? But I think we're going to keep him, keep him at um, quarterback. He, uh, he threw to 
Alan Gray and Jim Buchanan, his favorite targets, it appears. But once again, only 68 yards on the ground. You got you to be able to run the ball better than that against Edwards County. Yeah. And so we're – um. now, Brian – I yes. got, I've got I've got a nickname for with all these touchdown passes he's throwing and you might have a song to go with it. What I've and I'm sure Doug Hardaker has other nicknames, but my nickname for him is the old Delta gunslinger. So <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that sticks the whole Delta gunslinger. So, Brian, what song did you pick from 1973 to go along with the. Uh, for the old Delta Gunslinger, well, there's two it, touchdown performances against Edwards County. It's one that many a bus on the way from seed school to <laughs> the fifth and sixth grade center for lunch sang at the top of their lungs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Helen Reddy. Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? Was this, was this a number one song during this time or just a song from that? It was period? in the top 10. Okay. To take you to his mansion in the sky. I love this line right here. She's 41 and her daddy still calls her baby. I've always loved that. So we're two thirds through the season. We're playing Alney. What I've noticed, I always think about, because I know they had those years in the early 80s where they were really, really good. They are like on Mount Carmel's level there in the early 80s. So I always, I think I think of them as a better program than they were because I'm always surprised when we're having these struggling seasons. Like even when we, like when we played, um, we would play only tough. It seems like every time we do one of these that we're always give. we don't beat them, but we always give them a good game. And this was no different. Dan Brooks is healthy again. Oh, and um finally. I, I mean, if you consider 193 all-purpose yards healthy. Oh, uh, <laughs> sounds healthy to me. Yeah, Dan Brooks is back. but we only, So we got the running game going, but only managed 43 yards uh, passing. But it was 17-0 loss. Weren't able to find the end zone, but um, played played well with only. We're, we're just not scoring very many points. Not giving up a lot. I mean, only gave 28 to Mount Carmel, 17 to Alney, 6 to Carmi. I mean, we're doing all right there. Uh, so let's go through these final two games of the year. Uh, we're 1-7. and seven. We're playing the Florida Wolves. Brent Gray has been inserted at quarterback. There's really no mention of Doug Hardacre. I don't know if there was an injury or what happened these last two games of the year. But Brent Gray did start the last couple games of this season. Um, we did uh, lose to Flora. And um, Dan Brooks did throw a touchdown pass on a halfback option. Dang. He threw that to Alan Gray, who's a great receiver, obviously. And then uh, Brent Brent Gray threw a TD to Chris Black, a 10-yard touchdown run. Uh, we were originally supposed to play North Knox week nine. This was a 10 a 10 week season. Yeah, um, that was that was the norm. I know Gary then. has information on the 10 week season. I thought he's or maybe not, but uh, he under he. I don't know. That's something to do with the you know. It's when they were first introducing the playoffs and things like that. Oh, yeah, has, that has, it is really coming to play, but that's what they did. So back then you scheduled 10 games, and if either team made the playoffs, the game was stricken. For, you didn't play it, obviously, because okay. the one team was going to go play the playoffs. You just didn't, you didn't play the game. Yeah, when we, okay. did, when we did the 74 school year, that came up, and I was listening to that podcast for my year, and 
that came up and you weren't yeah. sure why, but then I just happened to stumble on the article and that's what they said that if either team made it. Then. Yeah. And it's weird how it's set up. They had us set for North Knox week nine, and then we still have a week 10 game. Um, North Knox ended up playing Springs Valley uh, and Red Hill had an open week on the cat. We did not play a game week nine. So they have a bye week there. Mary Bird um, would have been going to school at Springs yeah, Valley at that time. Yeah, exactly. And he, his name was not in the box score. Um, so I did check that North Knox Springs Valley box score. No mention of Larry Bird. Uh, so Red Hill has the week off. And then, of course, we're going to wrap it up the final week of the season with Lawrenceville. It's one of those games. Gary was part of one of these. Both teams come in with zero wins in the conference. Red Hill did have the one non-conference win. But in conference play, both teams are 0-6. So uh, we did have ties back then. Barring a tie, one team's going to leave this one and six. Yep. One team's going to be zero and seven. Gary played an zero and six and zero and six game and won it, didn't you? We did in overtime, nineteen ninety-one. Yeah. yeah. So it's happened a few times throughout the years, and we did not win this one. Though. So Lawrenceville, who was a powerhouse back then, they they had lost a ton from the year before. Yeah. Uh, they're rebuilding it back up. So this was Lawrenceville's first win of the year. A 7-0 loss. Um, Brent Gray was 2 for 11 for 5 yards, 3 INTs. Uh, we, Ouch. We had 76 rushing yards. Um, and then I don't really have a lot of the quarterback's final stats. The, the stats they would show for yeah. the season would be like just a, like total points and things points. like that. Yeah, yeah I couldn't um, find any final stats um, for my quarterbacks. Yeah, so my only stat is Doug Hardiker scored six points on the season. So he had a rushing touchdown, I think, against Palestine. because yeah, I didn't first see game it. of the year. Yeah, yeah. I, it was the only one. I never saw the rushing touchdown, so it had to be from the one where I didn't have the information. So that's a little bit on the 1973, my first Red Hill football season. I was born in December of 72. So oh, wow. I wasn't, I don't think I was at any of these games, but that was would have been my first season as a Saluki fan. Brian would have been five, so he may probably doesn't remember, but he may have been running around or in the bleachers at some of these games we talked about. Possibly. Um, yeah, so, I still. I, I told you my first memory of of that I can remember. Do you remember this of, of a Red Hill football game? Well, I, I think of the restrooms back that the, that dimly yeah, lit. Yeah, that was know, awful. When I got locked in there by a bunch of I mean, by a bunch of high school heathens, shut me in the bathroom. Area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it was. Uh, I think it was the Red Hill Lawrenceville game, and a certain kicker. Yes, hot dog. <laughs> Rebecca, yeah, he's so whoever has the 70, 76 season. I know it's the he was a junior in my whichever one I have. So seventy six. So, or that may have been a senior year, but um, yeah, one of those years we covered. Yeah. Uh, 75, 76. His junior year would have been the year we covered. So yeah. whoever has 75 today, I'm sure got to read a little bit about his exploits on the football field, just as I did. So um, I think we'll, Brian, I think I'll send it to you for a break and then we'll come back with 1974. That'd be fine. Why don't we do a uh, little round of sponsor roulette? Mook, what number you want? One, two, or three? I'll take, I'll take one. Okay. Stacy Moore, please. You think it's Stacy Moore? Huh? I think it is. All right. <clears throat> Technically, people state bank, but thank you, Stacy. Oh, yeah. Jeez, you guys are hot. Are you tired of banks that don't care about you or the community? I know I just closed an account. 
this past week is one we never used anymore, but I got to look, and heck, all we were doing was paying fees. They could have noticed that. But probably not a bank that looks out for you and, and the community. Not like People's State Bank and their four convenient locations in our, our area in Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville. Stacy Moore, one of the all-time great Salukis, and his team will look out for you. And like they always do, just take a look at their Facebook page. They're involved in everything, not only in our community, but in all the other communities that they serve as well. Go see them for a personal touch, not the big banking, non-personal relationships that you get other places. Go see People's State Bank, Lawrenceville and St. Francisville, but more importantly, Sumner and Ridgeport. People's <laughs> State Bank, a bank for our community. All right, we're moving on to 1974. Bill Huff's second year. As we mentioned earlier, he's going to be joined by newcomer Roy Dillard. But Roy had been the coach for the Bridgeport team for a couple of years. We may have to, even though it's not Red Hill, I'm going to have to go back and look at these Roy Dillard years. I'm a little curious now. He's also joined by Paul Tugall, the newcomer to the football staff. Paul had been the uh, fresh soft coach at Marshall last year. What? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Roy Joe and uh, Dr. Tugall, they replaced John Brooks and Richard Reynolds. They both resigned. He's not a doctor yet. Oh, yeah, he's just a <laughs> mister at this point. Uh, you had Mike Gray on the staff still. So Mike Gray and uh, Paul Tugall were hand on the fresh off team. And then you had Dillard helping out Huff with the varsity team back this back back in these times. So cool. had 12 returning lettermen, 27 juniors and seniors on this team, which I thought was a Pretty impressive number for Red Hill. Sometimes that's your, by the yeah. end of the year, that's your whole team. Oh, that's great. This should be a good season. And, of course, as mentioned earlier, we got Brent, Brent Gray returning as quarterback, 5'11", 157. With experience. senior. Other quarterbacks on the roster, you got sophomore Ralph Ward. I don't know Ralph. Then, of course, you got junior Jim Baker, friend of the show. Jim was going to be the backup quarterback for that year. Heard of him. Like we mentioned, it was a couple of the September years for whatever reason, but I do know, based off the points uh, page in the Vincent Sun commercial later on, that I do know that Brent Gray had three touchdown passes in the first two games of Jeff Barker. So Gray to Barker was heating up quickly. Uh, did have a opening season win, 28 to nothing over Fairfield, and then did, did lose in week two uh, to Salem 30 to 14, but had a couple touchdowns on the board. I don't know how how – well, they, we kept stats back then. But Jeff Barker has to be one of the most decorated receivers in Red Hill receiving history. Because I know what's coming. Well, we covered the school year. Baker yeah, to Barker I mean, yeah, was, was, you know, legendary. Yeah, yeah he's got to be up there, I would, I would I mean, think. He caught, he caught a lot of passes for a lot yeah, of yards. Was, Big target, fast. He's like 7'2". <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, now we're sitting at one-on-one. Where are we going? Week three. So, now uh, we were playing Mount Carmel, and we hung with them again for the second year in a row. Okay. We lost 22 to – only lost 22 to six. I'm we loving this. We got bad news, though. Quarterback Brent Gray broke his thumb in the third quarter. Who's going to get the call, Ward or Baker? <laughs> They're projecting he might be out four weeks at this time, so a little bit scary. So I'm going to be honest with you. Right now, I'm rooting for Ward. 
<laughs> we're we're going to move on to the Carmi game week four. It's going to be a thirteen to nothing loss. But enter Jim Baker. Okay, Kim. this is why we've never heard of Ward. He said to yeah. heck with he quit. <laughs> we're going to enter Jim Baker to face a really tough Carmi team, but we hung with them again. This team had 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 a heck of a defense. Only lost thirteen to nothing to that game. Only mustered up a hundred yards uh, in the loss. So things were tough. You've got a junior quarterback, not a lot of experience. He didn't probably see too many snaps in the in the preseason. So and he's a Sumner kid. Sumner kid's only a second year of football, as he talked about a little bit on the when we had him on the show. Yeah, please. But an extraordinary athlete. Go back and listen to that episode. And that was pretty early in our run. Yeah, one of the for six or six or seven episodes, yeah, I think. Uh, really, really good episode with just a fantastic guy. So, um, mm-hmm. if you go back in the archives, you can find that Jim Baker episode. Really, really entertaining, uh, entertaining stuff. So now, of course, we know now we have the Albion Edwards County game. It's going to be homecoming at Red Hill, so it's always a fun week of of homecoming. I don't remember who was the homecoming queen. Do we remember this, Chip? Brian, you remember? I didn't write it down, so I don't. I think we still need to do this one. I think this will be okay. this. I, I yeah, think this we would... did like we did like seventy-eight to eighty-two or something last year. So this will be on this year's um, program. Yeah. So stay tuned for our October episode. Put down the list, Brian Oza, one of our fall shows. I um, I don't tell me what to do, <laughs> but I will. Do <laughs> so in the newspaper, Coach Huff had, had talked about he was going to do like a combo rotating quarterback system of. Baker, and then at that time, the, the top running back was Dan Brooks. Oh, and, Dan uh, Brooks, still around. Yeah. So he had, he had talked about he had talked about <laughs> some sort of a combo of uh, Jim and uh, Dan at quarterback. Brooks ended up playing the whole game at quarterback against uh, Edwards County. Pulled out a 12-8 win on homecoming, which is good. Yep, that... Brooks did hook up with you know who? Jeff Barker with a 28-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he Cele- also had a quarterback sneak, and that was all of our points that we needed in that one. Celebrated all this for 15 minutes of the homecoming day? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, that, you know, Dan Brooks, I mean, he, had, he did have a touchdown pass to Alan Gray as a running back last year, so I'm sure that was kind of in Huff's memory. I mean, he's got experience throwing the ball, so, yeah. And, and something else I noticed in this, because, Chip, you mentioned the la- in the last season, Coach Huff had a propensity for going for two, which maybe we don't have a kicker until coming up here yeah, in the next yeah. <laughs> But not, not only not only on these two-point conversions, we threw the ball in a lot of these two-point yeah, conversions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's going to – we'll talk about a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, the Jeff Corral two-point conversion in 73, yeah. And then you look at – and then we're moving on the next week. Of course, we got Alney, uh, East Richland. And I'm hung in there with Alney. Only lost 17 to 14. So another great We game. always do. Yeah, it seems like, seems like we do for sure. Brooks played quarterback the first half. He did have a quarterback sneak plus a pass to Barker for a two-point conversion. And then we moved Jimmy Baker back to quarterback in the second half. And uh, Baker hit Mark Schlichty for a 38-yard touchdown pass uh, in the second half. So did the little dueling quarterbacks in that uh, tough Tough uh, loss, but you know, I lost by three points. Mark Schlichty from 1045 Adams Street. Oh, nice. Yes, the Schlichty's lived there in the 70s. That's right. Formerly, my my next door neighbor at the time. That's where Brian and I moved into (laughs) several years, several several years later. Yeah, the Veals were between you guys. They were the between the Schlichty's and the Emmonses. We're going to move on to. The Florida game, we got hammered. This is a tough one, 44-14, but we did get Britt Gray back. Yes. 
versus Flora. He hit Schlichty with a 53-yard touchdown pass. He also hit Barker with a 23-yard touchdown pass ah. in this game. Two for <laughs> 133 yards uh, in that game. So even though it was a tough loss, we came back. You know, uh, he was just getting uh, getting his mojo back a little bit. But like I said, this this Barker, I mean, goodness gracious, uh, what a what a career he had. And, and quarterback depth on this team. I mean, how many years have we had three quarterbacks of this caliber all on the same roster? I mean, okay. it doesn't matter which guy you throw back there. I mean, and don't forget Ward, Ward is lurking <laughs> somewhere. He's dominating the fresh off games. <laughs> hey, Gary, was there a receiver during your coaching years that would have come anywhere near what Barker did? Well, Jake and Clark and Scott Evans both put up crazy numbers because Mick Gray, they threw threw the ball a lot. Yeah. And then you had okay. Steve Wilson who caught a lot of passes. Jed Wilson caught a lot of passes from Billy that that uh yeah, that 95 that, that year. You know, so those guys were up there, but Barker did it a couple years in a row, which sometimes you see a, a kid maybe do it for one year. But uh yeah. you know, and I, I think of receivers are like in the two thousands, it seems like uh, Wampler to Paget was a big one in the yeah in the 2000s. So Bradley Paget, you know, he put up big numbers receiving. Well, I even I even had when they were sophomores, I had them and they hooked up a few times. Even in my when he was only a sophomore, when they were okay. sophomores, so you know they they had it. So we had a, we had some good. I mean, but Barker's probably and I was gonna say this late. I'll say it now. It's like I wish looking back, like when I had Doug Hardiker like as a, as an all star coach in the little league, and of course we played tennis. We didn't know what he did not, you know what I'm saying? He, we didn't know all this. Right, and it's like, right. you look back and didn't know that Jeff Barker was like a stud yeah. playing receiver. And, uh, and he was Alan Stoltz's uncles, what we knew him as. Yes. <laughs> he coached us in junior pro football yeah, and, and coach. Yeah. Coach Barker. Yes. Yes. So, you know, that was uh, some of these things you just wish. So I don't know if the young, the young generation, the current students listen to this. I wish they would. Cause you learned a lot about your, your predecessors. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know that we had a lot of listeners, but, I hope some do listen. Yeah, and you see Jeff Barker and Doug Hardacre. I mean, talk to them about these things. They got some stories to share. Absolutely. And we move into the Oblong game. You know, Oblong game, we always assumed it's the easy one. It <laughs> turns out to be the one of the toughest, but... David King will tell you. That's a tough We game. hammered him 32, 32 nothing in this game. Gray, Gray was 12 of 28, 83 yards, but guess who caught a touchdown pass? Jeff Barker. 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 And then Gray also, I was talking about this earlier. He's like Liam he has three converted passing two point conversions in this game. Wow! So that's got to be. He's a good quarterback. Like I never knew. Yeah. It's got to be a, a fake a fake handoff rollout. I got to think. What well, I can tell, it, it sounds like Coach, throw it up top to the big fella. It's, yeah, it sounds like he ran like a veer offense. So you know, it's tons of. That, a lot of that movement, a lot of fakes of the passes. So I'm sure back in those days, you saw a lot of packed in defenses and a little play action probably worked uh, quite well a lot of times, especially when you have a, a pretty good quarterback and a really good receiver. Yeah. And I think Britt may have been a decent basketball player in that 74, 75 team. So I, I, I never gave him enough credit. Is it I, one of those things we talk about? We learn a lot on this podcast. Good athlete. Yeah. So we move into week, week nine. Mm-hmm. Week, yeah. Moving into week nine, you know that's the Lawrenceville game. Again, back in these years, Lawrenceville was pretty good. I mean, they they had a lot of good football football teams back in this back in this year. Did get beat 31 to 12. Um, Gray did throw for 142 yards in this game. A um, couple we had rushing touchdowns, so no passes to Barker. Finished the season at three and six. But you know, you look back at this, you had those what three games in the middle where Gray was out because of an injury. True. Yeah. Two of those games, you lost 13 to nothing. And you lost 17-14. Yeah. 
very well. You know, if you got him in that in that game and everyone's playing the regular positions, you know, you never know what could have happened in, in those games. And maybe you have a winning record year, you're five and four instead of three and six, potentially. Uh, uh, you never know with that. I did say this was 74 was the first year for the IHSA official playoffs. Okay. So something I thought was interesting. Uh, Mount Carmel, Flora, and Lawrenceville all finished six and one in their conference records. And back then, only one team went, right? And only one team went. Yeah. So Saturday morning, the NEC principals God. got together and they voted on who made the playoffs. Voted. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Mount Carmel get the vote. And if there Mount was Carmel only got the vote, and I think <laughs> if it was two, they flipped a coin. I think I read somewhere. Yeah, so I, I'm not okay. sure. So since there was three and they all finished six and one, yeah. I don't know how the if the head to heads didn't work out either. True, then so you'd have can to do you, a vote then. Can you imagine how heated that meeting got? Ooh. I mean, yeah. Well, especially if it was just the principals, if you had the head coaches oh, with the you, co- it probably yeah. could have been a brawl. But, you know, but I guess they said that Mount Carmel had the better overall record, and if that's what they went with, that's what I mean. That's okay. what, probably so that some coaches just, or some some principals decided to go with that uh, criteria. But that was the first official year of the IHSA football okay. playoff. So, I thought that was kind of a neat little story, and then and the principals decided who went. I didn't know what the wow. vote was. I didn't see that. But so that's why there, the ten week season the year before was kind of weird. How we played North yeah. Knox in week nine and then ended up not playing them. And I don't know how North Knox would have got. Yeah, was, that was a weird schedule because like Springs Valley said it was a conference game. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, we must have not been informed till late. They're like, oh yeah, we can't play you week yeah. nine. Um, well, what, I know uh, in that paper, uh, Clarence Reedy was the head. I think it was Clarence at that time was the head coach and yeah. he took it in stride and just said, listen, it is what it is. It's, it gives us something to shoot for next year. So you know, he was pretty diplomatic about it, but, uh, but yeah. So, you know, during the year, I think probably after a couple of those wins in the locker room, I think I know what song might have been playing in that locker room top hit during this time of the year, had a long run in the charts. It was starting to peak there in the, in the September. It's a song you still hear a lot. This is a song that when I was, putting it into the sound bar here. This song doesn't age. That sounds just as fresh as it did in 1974. And honestly, I don't know that I knew that I wouldn't have guessed that it was that far back. I would have. I honestly am not sure I wouldn't have thought 7980-ish for this song. So that's going to wrap up 1974. Brent Gray season comes to an end. Football yeah. career comes to an end as far as I know. Yeah. So whenever we do that 74-75 show, one of these years, uh, we'll have some more we'll – more on these guys and how they did in basketball. It's a really good basketball team too. So, yeah, won the regional. Know, yeah. But you know, coming to the next year, what a, who, who's going to be getting a lot of attention from the defense? One, one certain wide receiver. Yeah. And, and we've covered yeah, this. Barker's just a junior. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And we've, we've covered this, this team quite a bit. So I, I didn't go game by game. Um, and we'll go ahead and run through this. And before we talk about another sponsor, because we did the, we did the Baker episode. We've, we've covered this, but, um, obviously Jimmy Baker is going to be your quarterback. He's, he's, uh, what is he about six, two, they don't list his height, but, um, 155 pound senior old number 10 is going to take the reins as, as he was groomed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is a theme that I'm not sure you talk about, um, already we've seen Doug Hardacre. 
You've seen, you know, obviously you, you mentioned Brent Gray on the basketball court, Jim Baker. I think this is a running theme and probably a running theme on through the years. Decent chance this is, if not your best, your top three best athletes in the school at the time is is your quarterback. Yeah, you know, um, good hand eye coordination and uh, and and Jim Baker obviously lived up to that. Jimmy had an arm that that would take him a lot of cool places in the future. But he takes over and they they open up against uh, the they open the seventy five season going to Fairfield. Both teams were were coming off tough tough uh, seasons. Red Hill, like I said, three and seven, one and six in the NEC. This is another year where you know we're battling numbers. Bill Huff said we just we, we you know we don't don't quite have the bench that we need, uh, but they had good hurt. They had good quickness going into the season, and and obviously you you've got a got a good good signal caller in in Jim Baker. They would go on to a. Uh, two and seven record throughout that season. Um, as we talked about, you know, Baker to Barker got to be one of the top top duos. And yeah. and and the other thing was this was a team that had a fantastic defense. I mean, I, I just remember when we went through this, how many oh, games? Yeah. You know, twelve nothing. <clears throat> I mean, they had had a really really good defensive defensive squad and a lot of good athletes their offense that year just to run down uh they had fullback was jim doyle he was 195 pound sophomore joe angle was a halfback greg frazier was a halfback uh rick hassler was an end of course barker out there uh gary gognet was a tackle ed schultz was a tackle big john lightus was a tackle uh, he was a, a senior, a lot of seniors on the team. Brian Mills was the other guard with Lightus. Larry Best um, was he and Mills were going to split time at guard. And Ron Stoltz, 170-pound junior, um, was the center on that team. But like we said, um, go back and look or listen. I think it was episode six. Uh, Jim Baker, and we really cover cover his career, and and uh, and we've done the. Did we do this school year or just this football team? We did the whole school year. Okay, really good basketball team that winter with yeah. Mark McAdow. So so go back and and listen to the uh, seventy four seventy five school year. Uh, I'm sorry, be be seventy five seventy six school year. And uh, a lot of good stuff in that, and and we cover this team uh, at at length. Um, but I know one thing: when they did get a one of their couple of victories, and they were ready to party, this is what they played. Shades of Wrigley Field back in the day when they used to mm-hmm. play this after victories. Yeah, it hasn't always been Go Cubs Go. So, like I say, we've we've covered this season, but uh, did want to highlight again Jim Baker, one of our best episodes, one of our best athletes of our school, and uh, just an all around all around good guy on on the that's that episode, the seventy, the school year episode. You can hear audio of uh, 
Jim asking Sherry out for the first time. Oh, That's yeah. true. Yeah, I forgot that was on the episode. So uh, <laughs> good, good times there. But but so that, I'm going to cut that short. Let because you know, we 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 really we've hashed over this one for for quite a bit. But let's do this though. Let's play another round of sponsor yeah. roulette. And Chip, I think it's your turn, and we have numbers two and three left. And you guys Good. have gotten them both right so far. Well, I'm going to say number two, one of our favorite spots, if you're going to play this one tonight, is we're going to go with Andrew's Insurance at number two. So you think, so we're going with two. Is it Andrew's Insurance or is it that's the pizza? Yes. That's yeah. the, that's, <laughs> right. well, we're about to find out right now. Hey, you want to talk pizza? I do. And when we do, we talk Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. You know where they're located? Right across the road from the dog pound it's going to get busy here in just a few weeks football season starting and there's nothing better before or after a football game than a good bridgeport style pizza and the august pizza of the month at the pizza house is back by popular demand it's the philly cheesesteak pizza they take that alfredo sauce as the base and layer on grilled Philly meat along with sauteed peppers and onions and then throw on the mozzarella and then they bake that bad boy to perfection. You can get a 10-inch for $10.99 or a 14-inch for $17.49. So give them a call. 945-FOOD, that's 945-3663, to order that or one of your other favorite pizzas. You know they're closed on Mondays, but Tuesday through Saturday, 4 to 9, first Friday, of every month they're open for lunch 11 to 1. Don't forget they can deliver it to you. Go pick it up. Dine in. Tyler Griffin's Pizza House 945 Food. So we cover 1975 and Jimmy Baker. I want to mention real quick I saw on Tyler's Facebook ad that this pizza that was so loved that People ask, keep this on the menu. He made yeah. a compromise. He just put a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, sandwich on right? The yeah. Menu. Oh, okay. For seven twenty nine, and get you a cheesesteak sandwich as well. Yeah. So beloved, evidently. But now we're going back to the pizza for uh, for uh, for the month of August. So good stuff. So we've uh, we've done seventy three hard acre, seventy four gray, seventy five baker chip. It's time for 1976. And I have to say, I'm, um, I'm, you said that about the dog pound heating up here in a few weeks. That gets me excited just hearing that. I am, um, I know there was some talk a couple years ago about Red Hill going to eight man football. I know there's been some conference jumping. They're doing an independent, um, they're playing independently this year, still playing a lot of the little Illini teams in that independent schedule, but. I, I'm glad football's back, and I'm glad we're we've got the numbers back up. Where we're not having it looks like we're not looking at eight man football. Yeah, that's, that's if we great. ever have to go to eight man football, support Red Hill no sure, matter what. Sure. But I'm glad we got the numbers are coming back, and we're playing eleven man football again. So or not again, but we're still playing it, and right. uh, with a, a different kind of playing some playing Carlisle this year for the first time since 1988. So oh, wow. that'll be an interesting. Um, interesting um little rematch there yeah so so yeah we have the 1976 season as brian was listing a lot of the the seniors on that last team so it's a rebuilding season yeah 
How many did you guys win that year, Brian? Do you remember? A couple. Gary? Yeah. Okay, two. Gary was three and six. So uh, we're re- rebuilding a little bit, but I know um, there's a lot of excitement about our new quarterback that that's coming. A lot of and uh, here was the quote in the paper. There's some good quarterbacks in our league, and he mentioned the one Lane from Mount Carmel. Um, there's some good quarterbacks in our league this year. This is Bill Huff speaking, but I have to say that ours is one of the best. So from my, he was not these past two years. He's not been one of the quarterbacks, but our new signal caller, number 10, a six foot, 145 pound junior Tracy leg is your new signal caller. One of the great athletes of the seventies, a tremendous basketball, great basketball player. So what years did you say? Are we doing the 77, 78 school year? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so we'll get yeah, into his yeah, basketball career yeah, then. Three shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, new quarterback here. Um, and well, I was talking about all the people that we lost, but Huff said we're expect, he expects this to be the best season since he's returned. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're inexperienced, but there's lots of depth. There's a lot of juniors and seniors. He, he likes the depth and, um, yeah, so I kind of, I, I was saying the rebuilding season. I was just saying that on my own. I forgot I had this quote right in front of me that this is going to be a good one. We're expecting our backups this year will be junior. Um, his, it was his running, a dynamic duo on the basketball court. And also his backup and classmate, Jeff Todd will be the backup quarterback and sophomore Joey Latch will be the third string quarterback on this team. Of course, back then, we opened up against Fairfield. Did that for several years. I know at least through my freshman year, we always opened up with Fairfield. Well, before we get um, started, should we play but, that clip of that audio that you uncovered? Well, thankfully, some people, I mean, I'm not sure. Somebody must have been carrying around tape recorders. Kids had tape I don't recorders know how back happened. then. They must have had a tape recorder. They overheard a conversation back in the summer of 76 about this team. Our listener, I'm not going to give any names who it was actually sent us this recording of something he heard at the tank. I think it was a tank farm. I think it was, a, I was thinking it was at a little league or a pony league <laughs> game. We think could have been at Sunday around yeah. hit the play and record button. I uh, sent this to Brian. We're not sure who it is. Yeah. Some, um, some old timer trapped Tracy leg and, and here's, <laughs> here's what they captured. How's your dad doing? Uh, he's doing great. This arm ready to throw about 2000 yards next fall. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. We're depending on you, boys. And let me tell you what, you're looking good. 13 starters coming by, 22 Letterman. Looking tough. I mean, that backs up exactly what Coach Chef was saying. Yeah. Looking tough. I mean, this Look, is supposed to be the best team. Looking tough. I talked about the depth. I mean, he mentioned it right there. The 13 start, the 22 Letterman or whatever. 22 so. Letterman. Well, thank you for sending that audio in yeah, that to was us. Nice. It was just on a little cassette tape, a little Memorex tape. I had to, came in, I had came ordered, in our... ordered a player from Sears to be able to get that to go into the, the machine here. Yeah, so I, we, yeah, um, <laughs> outstanding. So um, on with the season here. Um, we open up against Fairfield, as I said, and we'll do this for the next 13, 14 years. Um we did lose that one 24-6, so uh, starting off 0-1 in the conference and then overall, 
Uh, Tracy Legg in his his first game as quarterback went five of fourteen for sixty eight yards, two interceptions. He did uh, run in a touchdown quarterback sneak in the second quarter for our six points on the night. So we move in. Well, it's week two. It is. It's an even numbered year, so that means that Salem's coming to Red Hill. I believe it's even numbered. Salem's going to make the long trip to Bridgeport. Yeah, and. Salem, the program's it's starting to roll a little bit there at Salem. They had beaten Centralia to open the season, which was always Salem lost that game a lot, always even when they were good. So to beat Centralia is a night, and then uh they come in and they're they're pretty tough. Um 40 41-14 loss. Um leg ran in another touchdown for a, another one yard touchdown run. Um and then his first touchdown pass of the season uh to Kevin Barker. He was eleven to twenty-one. That day for 117 yards, two interceptions. So decent, decent start to his career, running and throwing the ball. Of course, week three, even numbered year, we're going down to the snake pit this season and to face the Mount Carmel Golden Aces. This was a really good Mount Carmel team. They were undefeated in the season, yeah. went nine and one. So uh, I believe they lost their, obviously would have lost their first playoff game. So and this is a lot different from the other year I did. There was kind of, is it going to be Brent Gray? Is it going to be Doug Hardiker? It's pretty, we're pretty solid that, I mean, Jeff Todd's there if you need him, but there's no controversy. It's your Tracy legs, your man and rough game at the snake pit. Um, me by that's played down there, been a fan down there, coach down there. It, it's never easy. And he was one in 10 for six yards. And we only had, and we had negative seven yards on the ground. Ugh. So that's negative one yards on the on the day. I'd say a lot of those are quarterback sacks because that will definitely get your pull your rushing yards back. So rough game, really good Mount Carmel team. Um week four, Carmi, we're going in uh 0-3 to this one. We know Carmi was always good in the 70s. Uh, another tough one. Leg goes three of thirteen for sixty-two yards and a forty-one to six loss. Um, we're zero and four. We need a homecoming game and we need a non-conference opponent. And I think you know who's coming to Red Hill. It's the Edwards County Lions. Yes. Edwards County hasn't won a game all year. Edwards County hasn't scored a point all season. Oh my god! So in oh one of their losses, they were drilled by Mount Carmel. Um, I think it's 63 to nothing or something like that. Um, and we did. And Edwards County is still not scored on the season. A 36 to zero win for the Salukis oh, to move right. to one and four on the season. Um, uh, Tracy Legg, the quarterback, rushed 16 times for 83 yards. He was five of nine passing for 55 yards. So a nice all around game there. He had two touchdown passes to, I just wrote down Gerald. I think it may be Rick Gerald. Um, Gerald caught three passes for 59 yards. Actually Doyle threw one of those touchdown passes. We talked about Jim Doyle, a sophomore in the last show, junior Jim Doyle, uh, just a, a bruising fullback uh, through a touchdown pass, 21 yarder. Or the twenty-one yarder was from leg, and then you know, through the other. I, I've one. noticed that looking through some of Huff's yeah. stuff. I mean, he obviously had a halfback. I'm guessing those are halfback passes, yeah. and they're not stepping into the quarterback right, yeah, spot. But, yeah, but I know Frazier threw a couple. You know, Baker's year, so that obviously was in Huff's arsenal to to run. Uh, a yeah, Dan pass. Brooks in '73. Dan Brooks threw one. So yeah. 
Uh, so we're we're sitting at one and four. We got the familiar slate coming up. Those teams you always play the last four games of the year. I love the consistency of that NEC schedule, Holly. It was yeah. the same. I mean, you know, it. it I like go, I like that when a team schedules the same every year. Yeah, Alney, Flora, Oblong, Lawrenceville. I mean, those four to end the season. It's a it's definitely the lighter end of the schedule uh, than than the first part, and Alney. We're, we're having a tough season. We're one four. We're coming off a 36-0 win. We played Olney to an 18-0 game. We don't ever score very much against Olney, but uh, we don't let them score very much. We stay in the game. Um, leg two of 11 with an, with an INT, and then we play Flora. Um, uh, luck, 28-0, tough loss there. Um, no, no pass, no completed passes that game. We struggled a little bit since that Edwards County win. And then week eight, okay, you've only got one win on the season. You got one more non-conference game. Yep. Palestine's not on the schedule anymore. It's that familiar week eight, Oblong. But Oblong was good in the 70s. Like, I was kind of – I was impressed with that win. Um, I think Brian had a win last week against – in the last year against them. I mean, if you drive – from where I live now in central Illinois to go down to Lawrence County, I drive by the field every time I drive to Lawrence County. I just drove by it on Sunday. I mean, the field is called Ron Welsh Field, and he was yeah. the head coach in the seventh. They had some really good teams. Oblong comes in. Red Hill comes in one and six. Oblong comes into this game six and one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this was a – but I really liked Ron Welsh's quote in the pregame article. He said, Red Hill is no pud. <laughs> if, if we played the same schedule they did, there's a good chance we'd be one in six right now. Right. So he he knows that this NEC schedule that just because they're six and one, they cannot take the Salukis lightly. What a great conference but, the NEC was in the seventies and early eighties. Oh, it was amazing. Golly, what a- yeah, wish it could have stayed together, but as I said earlier in the show, I can definitely see the reasons. It's yeah. hard to argue the reasons for when to get out. I mean, but as a traditionalist, ah, uh, I loved. I mean, yeah. just the venues, the the level of competition. Oblong was they're legit. A 26-0 loss to to Oblong uh to drop us to one and seven. Leg was two of seven, throwing for 16 yards, three INTs against that tough Panther defense. And then of course we wrap up the season against the Lawrenceville Indians. They're a little bit or they're starting to turn it back around. I guess I get kind of I did that other year 73. I get have to keep reminding myself these aren't back-to-back years. So they had a rough season three years ago. Uh they're three and five coming into this one. And we're one and seven, and the Indians do win the county rivalry that game before there was an oil field, oil field trophy, uh, 21 to six. Uh, leg was five of 11, 97 yards, no INTs. Um, so with Leg just a junior, along with standouts like David Hill, who I didn't mention, Jim Doyle, sophomore class was really good. Um, Cubby, that was Cubby's class. Um, there's high hopes for 1977. So I look forward to what Gary's got in 70s because I'm feeling good about this with Leg's second year. And Come just on, to wrap Gary. it up, Leg was uh, named special mention, all NEC. Hey, oh, that, wow. that's an, no, that's... we talk about the NEC, honorable mention's an honor. I mean, sure it is. if you're near the top of that, uh, one of the best in the league, then that's very impressive. Yeah, so that's uh, a pretty sure. good season for first-year quarterback, Tracy Leg. And that wraps up 1976. And one of your songs for 1976, a little Boz Skag. That's right. 
Lowdown. I don't think I knew this was Bob Skaggs. Yeah, I wasn't that. I mean, I've obviously heard a lot, but I've never really like, didn't know a lot about it until we did our, until we voted on it. I'm not a sure if, if I had, to, if I would have gone to my head, I would have said this was Marvin Gaye as a guess. Kind of has a Marvin Gaye feel to it. Does. Yeah, uh, Chip. For those that don't know, Chip runs a Facebook page um, called the uh, Casey Kasem Memorial. Yeah, if you type in like Casey Kasem Billboard Tournaments, that will. There's a lot of Casey Kasem, but if we type in Billboard Tournaments, with all the the get the host of the show, we're all members of it. We vote. It's just bracketed tournaments. We vote. We're doing 1984 right now. We did low down in 1976 a couple months ago. So you so, take you take the Billboard Hot 100 at the end of the year. You have to have play-in games to whittle it down to 64, and then it's like an NCAA tournament bracket from there. And just so if if uh, Phil Collins play, well, you know. Well, like today we have against all odds against Let's Go Crazy. There you go. In the summer yeah. of 84 right there. And so people just vote. And how many people vote? Um, that means a big between, Facebook page. Between three and 400 people they vote. Yeah, so, so And then yeah. whichever one wins, then that, that team wins the game and moves on and – and uh, someday maybe we'll we'll talk about that and um, we'll relay it to to Red Hill stuff and make a show. Yeah, out I, of it. yeah, that's I thought about doing something like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. If you're looking for insurance. We hope that you would call the Andrews Insurance Agency at 542 Main Street in Bridgeport. Terry Andrews and Justin Shear are your independent agents, and they're your professionals for all of your farm, commercial, and personal insurance needs. And they've been strong supporters of Red Hill Athletics for decades. So if you're brought down by a pack of dogs, get off your seats and on your feet and see T-Bone or Juice and give them a call at 618-945-2881 at the Andrews Insurance Agency. All right. Thank you to the Andrews Insurance Agency, now a uh, part of the Burkhart Insurance Agency. And thank you to all our sponsors, Gray's, the Pizza House, People State Bank, we appreciate your sponsorship. Gary Emmons, you've got the next one, which is yeah, what, 19, 77? 1977. Probably a little foreigner playing in that locker room if I had, had a had a guess with uh, Coach Huff entering his fifth season. Some impressive numbers. 60 players out for the team this year. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice are you willing to sacrifice our love, Bill Huff? Coach Huff had 60 out. Now, here's where it gets interesting. 18 seniors on this team. Looking Very good. Coach, <laughs> Huff, Coach Huff said that this was his biggest number of seniors ever on a team. Wow. 10 juniors, though, which he says is one of the smallest. Seven sophomores. Definitely mm. the, the smallest sophomore class he ever had. 25 freshmen on the team this wow. year. Wow. So there's excitement in the program. So I guess you're going to, uh, Mr. Uh, Paul Tugall and uh, Mike Gray got their hands full with uh, <laughs> 32 fresh soft kids on this uh, uh, every week, every day in practice. You got well, plenty of numbers, though. Well, as a kid, it's like a sixth, seventh, eighth grader, and you're at these games, you're just watching this air show of these. Just, hey, you know, I, mean, I mean, it gets you excited about wanting to be part of the program. So, of course, we have 16 re- returning lettermen on this team. Of course, like we said, we got uh, senior Tracy Leg going to lead the troops once again. We got Jeff Jeff Todd's going to be his backup again. 
So Jeff Todd's the number two. We got top right receiver, Kevin Barker. Familiar name. Kevin Barker is going to be our top wide receiver. We got Mark Ford at tight end. We also got Jay Murphy playing running back and catching yeah. some passes too. I don't amazing athlete. I, I'm not sure that I knew, or maybe I did, that uh, Murphy played football. Absolutely did. So you know, you going through, got this same standard uh, uh, schedule going on. So we lead off September 9th. We're going to start off with Fairfield. Shut them out, twenty-seven nothing. In this first it. game with a with, with a very impressive. The problem though, Tracy gets injured. He had a little bit of a nagging ankle injury, um, so he was hurt. So which means that he can't play the second game. He's out. So Tracy's already out going into week two. Um, it's just a nagging thing. He's able to play. He's able to dress. He's just not a hundred percent. So we got Jeff Todd. Jeff Todd starting a quarterback against Salem. Todd leads them, or maybe you can say the defense led them, 20 to nothing victory over Salem. We've shut out two NEC opponents in a row to 47 to nothing so far. Wow. That now, a lot of this, if you read these articles, like the defense, like the offensive stats really weren't impressive. They weren't all that great. This defense was like causing turnovers, great field position, just uh, the, both these two games for sure. So, like, the statistics for offensive, eh, they were just so-so. They weren't really great at all. No one was really standing out. The defense was really stifling. Well, I know Cubby was disruptive on that defensive side oh, of the ball. Yeah. So, then, you, of course, week three, we got Mount Carmel. Came back to earth a little bit, 28-6. to six. Uh, Lost to Mount Carmel, but respectable. Um, I did want to say in that uh, in that game against Salem, though, Jeff Todd started. Leg did play the fourth quarter. Says uh, J- Jeff Todd had leg cramps, so the old bum ankle had to come in and play <laughs> because of the uh, because of that. So, um, but then we had Mount Carmel. Jeff Todd still starting week three against Mount Carmel. He hooked up with Kevin Barker, forty nine yard touchdown. Um, in that game, leg they, they, he uh, leg and uh, they both started. I'm sorry, they both played quarterback that game, uh, but he was doing a little bit of a split time there. Barker. Uh, Todd to Barker for a 49-yard touchdown pass. So, you know, we, we came back to earth a little bit. But now we got the tough team, Carmi, playing them again, sitting at 2-1, and one, domination, 20-3, to three, defensive domination once again. Wow. Um, we only threw for eight yards. He was Tracy was only one for two for eight yards, but again, this defense is just is leading the leading the way all the way here. So the and you got Doyle just probably right, you know, just oh definitely Doyle three, and, three and four and yard carries just pun- punishing the defenses. Tracy Leg was a heck of a defensive back. Uh, okay. I think that's probably how he made special mention. Okay. Yeah, because he didn't say the yeah. Yeah. So he he was a really good defensive back and Bourne was Bourne was a good uh, defensive player as well so we're looking at a pretty good start and then you know who's coming in we got edwards county 42 nothing roll right over them uh only threw for 20 only threw for 20 uh, yards that game leg did, tracy did play quarterback the whole game sounds like it was real just a messy muddy just a yucky game but we just uh dominated them 42 to nothing so putting up some points and not giving up a whole yeah a whole lot so four and one now we got all coming Tracy's playing quarterback. He did throw a touchdown pass to Tim Worth. And Red Hill defeats Alney 24 <laughs> to 6. 5 wins. and 1. I don't think I've ever given this season enough credit. I don't know if I knew about this season. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm sitting here thinking 5 and 1. I'm like, 
I don't even, I, it was just like, it was awesome because like, I didn't know what was coming next. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So we because get five we've one. kind of been in a pattern here. I mean, let's be real <laughs> <laughs> two and seven, but we're about to come back to earth. So we're going to do gonna this. Really yeah. We're going to do this in three episodes. We're doing 77, 78 school year. So we'll right. cover oh, yeah. this in depth. Yeah. So we're, we come back to earth. Floor is really good these years too. I know the year I had, they tied. So, Flora was loaded and playing a lot of good football. They did shut us out 32 nothing, so that had to be a really big, and it was a really big letdown. It sounds like we had turnovers, just we were turning the ball over left and right in, in that game. We threw 0 of 2 passing for zero yards, threw two interceptions. I mean, just an ugly, ugly, ugly game offensively. Too many turnovers. We'll get into that more coming up. So now we're sitting at what? Uh, we're we're five and five, five and two. two yeah. Oblong. Another good Oblong team. They'd only lost one game coming into this one. And we lose another game to Oblong, 18 to 6. Four they, kids kicked out of the game in this one for Red Hill. King always says. The wheels were falling yeah. off. I mean, discipline was gone. Tracy did throw for 107 yards on 6 of 15, uh, 6 of 15 passing. But you get four kids thrown out of the game. Uh, uh, they both, uh, both coaches, I guess, lodged complaints. I guess you had some sort of a rating system of referees. I don't know about this, but. The referees sounded like that they weren't great. Both coaches had bad things to say about the refs, but again, a tough eighteen to six loss. Um, sitting at five and three, and now you got to play Lawrenceville. So on top of the world at five and one, things are looking fantastic. And then have a tough loss to Lawrenceville, twenty-two to fourteen. Kevin Barker at this point had moved from wide out to running back. He had a pretty good season running the ball. He did have a touchdown pass in that uh, in that one. Cubby Wagner had a defensive touchdown, recovered a fumble in the end zone. Oh, wow. And we hit leg, uh, leg to Gregory for a two-point conversion in that one. But, again, uh, a probably a disappointing uh, offensive statistics there for Red Hill. Again, the defense outside of the Florida game, I mean, had a, probably one of the better defensive seasons Red Hill's had in the NEC era for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, so – Five and one. I said, I was like, I'm like, I don't remember this team. Like, was there, you know, back then the playoff system when one team made it. So I'm looking like yeah. five and one, man, we're going to be looking, especially as well as they played uh, uh -huh. Mount Carmel and then uh -huh. had those other big wins. So disappointing into that I season. I was going to say, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it looked awesome. It was looking great. And then, uh, you know, you, you, you start five and one and you end five and four, you have a winning season or Red Hill. Sometimes that was really yeah, tough man. to come by. So, but sitting there. where you were, you're definitely disappointed. I'm not seasons over with for sure. But um, yeah, so that that ends Tracy Tracy Legs career at quarterback. Yeah, unless Brian can pull out a winning season here, because uh, I know the '79 team didn't have a winning season. So unless Brian can pull out a winning season, this will be the only winning season of the decade. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I'm who's who's leading this team in '78? And you got, you had 18 seniors on that team, Gary? Is that what you said? Yeah, 18 seniors. Okay, so Brian's got a lot to replace. Yeah, let's here. just and, and let's just say. <laughs> We're looking at 10 juniors and seven sophomores in my team, so there's not yeah. a whole lot coming back. You had a ton of freshmen. Let's just say that the the first headline of the 1978 season in the Vincent Sun commercial said, rebuilding year for the Salukis with only nine returning lettermen. But before we get to that, I want to talk about one of the other Impulse radio shows, and that is the B3 podcast. Covers Southwest Indiana, but also sports from all over the state and the nation three guys walk up 
three guys sitting in a sports bar, and you walk up to them, and kind of that's what you get. And uh, wanted to point out, we have been on summer hiatus, but we had a special show this week that you might be interested in. Randy Hedden, who uh, is the uncle of one of the co-hosts, Mike DeCourcy, He's, uh, he's a speed painter, and he's been on America's Got Talent, and he's been on stage with tons of rock acts and comedians, and, and he kind of tells his life story of growing up in the Petersburg and then lived in Vincennes and, and then moved out west to Arizona. But he also painted the mural in Petersburg of Gil Hodges, who just got uh, into the Hall of Fame, and he came back to, to add the Hall of Fame uh, credentials onto that mural. And uh, but also tells a story at the end, and he tells us why, as a historian of Gil Hodges, and he knows the truth of why Gil Hodges was kept out of the Baseball Hall of Fame all these years. So interesting story, Randy Hedden, who's done a lot of things. So if you interested, go to the B3 podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And, and plug in our little band and doom sessions again, too. I mean, yes, that was uh, those great. I love we had that. A, that trip we took at the last week of June for Sam's graduation party. We had what five episodes we, we recorded from Oregon and the, uh, the, the greatest golf destination in the United States of America that we got to spend and fortunate to spend a week there. So yeah, listen, go listen to, had listen a lot to of my, uh, my woes on the golf course, but we had a wonderful, wonderful time. Yeah, we, I've had a lot of people come up to me and, and say, we're not even golfers, and we really enjoyed listening to you guys and following your your trip. So, yeah, go back in the archives. The B3 podcast, like I said, wherever you get. And not only the B3 podcast, but this one as well, the Old School Red Hill podcast. I um, was wanting – I listened to WBBM out of Chicago a lot. Um, getting ready in the morning, whatever, listen to the news and or the score out of Chicago Sports Talk. And they're on Odyssey now. You can listen to our podcasts on Odyssey. So right there okay. where you listen to the score or WBBM, just type in Old School Red Hill or the B3 podcast, and, and you can listen to the those impulse shows right there. So let's go 1978, like I said. Um, yeah. <laughs> It, it was going to be a tough year, right off the bat. Um, I mean, that's the, the I read you the headline um, that you know they came off a good five and four record. This year's edition of the Slukies will have thirty-two varsity players, nine of whom won a letter. Uh, the main problems will be lack of depth if injuries become a problem. Spoiler alert: it does, okay. uh, and inexperience, especially early in the season. Part of that inexperience is going to be the focus of this show, and that's a quarterback. And who won the job? A name that we've heard a lot on this podcast, and one that will go on to have a really good, possibly one of the best all-around careers in Red Hill history, and that's going to be sophomore Ray Price. Yes, one of my favorites. Uh, wins that job. So so Ray Price will be, if we were going to keep going in these years, this is the last one we're going to do, uh, Ray Price is a, is a big part of those years. Um, he's only 5'6", 137 as a sophomore. Um, not one of the, the bigger signal callers, but he's hard-nosed and can throw the short pass well is how the Vincent Sun commercial would describe him. Um, and he's got um, Ter- uh, Tracy Leg. Obviously, has has graduated, but he's got Terry Leg, the younger brother, um, who is going to be uh, one of the tight ends. Jay Murphy and Brad Zellers at tailback and fullback, and then Jeff Hawkins, 
who we'll talk about in in episodes that we've covered before when we covered these teams, um, and and was part of the fastest backfield backfield probably in Red Hill history. And they said the fastest backfield in the conference when you in later years when you would would uh, put Jeff Hawkins and Doug Shank back there in the backfield. Interesting though. Uh, Greg Boren, who is a freshman, he'll go on to to win, or I'm sorry, a sophomore, he'll go on to win a lot of letters. But one that Chip's going to love is a possible fullback, freshman Chuck Rouser, it says. Okay. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize he started off as a football. I know he eventually ran cross country, but I did not realize he was a football player in his younger so days. Chuck Rouser uh, at fullback. Um, and would look, go on to change his name um, to Chuck <laughs> Rousey at some point. Um, this was a tough year. Um, Ray Ray didn't throw a lot. He he ran the ball, kept it quite a bit. Um, hang on one second. Okay, I had to stop there for a second. My daughter was playing a video, and it was coming over my microphone. Um, but uh, they they struggled, and 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 not a lot of numbers, not a lot of depth. You got a sophomore price at quarterback who who will become a very good quarterback, but they had their struggles. Another two and seven season, and uh, matter of fact, when they were going into the Lawrenceville game, um, it, here was what Coach Huff said. Huff agreed with Reedy's assessment of the game, saying, "And and Lawrenceville at this time, another fantastic season, and and I think it goes to another vote." this year with a three-way tie. Um, Mm. I'm glad the season's over with. I don't know if we could put a team on the field next week or not with all of our injuries. We had to change our defense to a three-deep secondary because we simply don't have four healthy defensive backs, and they threw on us at will. We didn't have a bad night offensively, but we couldn't stop them. And that was kind of the the story of the the 1978 Salukis, just real young, not a lot of experience, even though you had Murphy and, and Brad Zellers in, in the backfield. Just just a tough, tough season. And, and, and you know, you've got some guys, you know, Cubby Wagner, who was a senior, um, and then like those two guys I just mentioned. That's tough when you've got, you've got just a handful of seniors that can play. But yeah, boy, some you really just good don't have, seniors, just not a lot to go around them. Just don't have anything yeah. to go around them. And, and, uh, and like I said, Ray Price going to have going to end up being a very, very good quarterback and, and going to do, you know, some really good things. And then obviously did, did things on the wrestling team. And, and uh, but, you know, it, it was tough season. So don't need to go into it because he was a sophomore and we'll cover his career and have covered his career a lot. Uh, it was interesting. And I know we talked about this in that oblong game where it seems like there's lots of controversy in oblong games, but that was the game. Didn't we cover it about, uh, Cubby Wagner's illegal cast? He had a plastic cast and, and before the game, oblong alerted the officials to it. If I'm we, not sure. Cause I don't think we've done this. School okay. Year, if we so, haven't, I'm yeah. thinking that came up. So there was, when we do this school year, uh, that that that's a, a source of controversy, and, and I don't believe he was able to play. Okay. Uh, so that that caused some controversy before that game, but um, injuries was the story of this season, yeah. and 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 they they just had trouble as as Ray Price gets his start 
as a sophomore, and and he had gone six and one as a freshman in in fresh okay. soft football as quarterback. Wow. And and That's like twenty five so, freshmen. So yeah. so he'll have yeah. he'll have good days coming, but this was a tough one. So our quarterbacks, as we run through them, was Hardacre, Gray, Baker, Leg, Leg, and Price, with a few substitutes. But those are the guys that won the job. And then Price, of course, if I didn't say that, um, that's who won the job preseason. And I assume next week we'll – I'm guessing we'll start off with Ray Price next week, but stay tuned. Maybe there, something happens over the summer. We'll find out because we're going to do 79 to 84 next week, we think. Yep, that's right. And while uh, Ray Price was starting at quarterback, Nick Gilder uh, was rocking things. Great song. So, all right, there we go. That was our first quarterback episode. And we'll have another one next week where we go through the quarterbacks of, of years after this. And then, like I said, we'll have the 95 football season. We're going to do an in-depth deep dive into that. And then following that episode, we're going to cover the 1977-78 school year. Is that it, guys? I think that's I think it. That's going to do it. It was fun. We talked about Gray Street. And I found a way, my two favorite streets, I also found a way to get Adams Street on the show. So Gray and Adams were both mentioned. Mark Schlichty is how you made that transition. Yeah, the Veals, their first mention up. 50-some episodes, the Veals were finally mentioned. What happened to backup quarterback Ward? Ralph Ward. We're going to have to do a little deep dive on that. We got a little BTHS talk in tonight. Roy Roy Dillard. Dillard. (laughs) Yeah. Possible, not possible, head coach. Yes. Former EIU kicker, Roy Dillard. Marshall assistant coach, Mr. Paul Tugel. Ron Welsh. Yeah, Ron Welsh Field. The IHSA playoffs, they weren't a thing until 1974. Some people don't realize. And the NEC principals decided who went. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to see Harry Rice in the middle of one of those babies <laughs> lobbying for the Salukis. All right. <laughs> that's going to do it for Chip Jamerson, Gary Emmons, David King on assignment. I am Brino, and we are Red Hill. Let's go, White.